It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hello, Husker fans. Welcome to episode 281 of the Husker Football Fan Podcast. I'm Mike Harvett. And I'm Justin Swanson. In today's episode, we react to Nebraska's loss to Michigan. And we look forward to Friday night's game in Illinois. You can find us on the web at huskerpod.com or by searching Husker Football Fan Podcast on Facebook. You can also connect with us on Twitter, not going to call it X, by following at huskerpod or email us at huskerpod at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Central Nebraska Buffalo. Check out their website for their latest deals at cnbuffalo.com. Also brought to you by Monty Rohde with Pinnacle Realty in Lincoln. Looking to buy or sell a home in Lincoln or know somebody who is? Reach out to Monty at 402 402- 770-3356. Mike, I did not watch most of the game. I'm going to just be upfront with that. Justin, I watched all of it, and um, a big motivating factor towards the end was just like watching and hoping that it wasn't a shutout. Yeah. Um. But, uh, yeah, I, I actually ended up tweeting out. I said something along the lines of, like, you know, and I think this was around halftime because they kept showing pictures and stuff of people just, like, pouring out of the stadium and the student section was empty. It was, you know, probably 120 degrees on the field. <laughs> was it really? Um, or were you exaggerating? Well, I mean, it was 95 degrees in Lincoln it yesterday. Was high, yeah. So, But uh, I, I sent out a tweet saying, I am normally a stay for the entire 60 minutes type guy, but I don't think I could hold it against anybody if they chose to leave early today. Yeah, it Um, was miserable heat-wise. I was in town in the morning, but uh, the reason I didn't watch is, and I can't remember if this made made it onto our last episode, but I had a family wedding. Mm -hmm. You were eating a bunch of raw meat, it looked like. (laughs) Yeah, uh, not a bunch. I had some. Tradition. Sure. Um, but uh, so I caught, what was the deal? I caught much of the first half on the radio and then, or not much, parts of the first half on the radio. And then it was on in the back of the uh, reception. So, you know, following along on Twitter and, and then watching the, yeah, what was going on. I got a pretty good sense of what, uh, what went down. And so did not feel the need to go back and watch the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, you um, you didn't miss too much. There were some key plays. Um, oh, before before we talk about that, though, I do want to give a shout out. I was texting my buddy Michael earlier today, and he told me he actually did stay for the entire game. So had I been there, I would have stayed the whole entire game. And Michael, I'm proud of you for doing that. You know, I was thinking the same thing. Like, if I were at the game, I would have stayed for the whole thing. But that's also that's also because I go to so few games that, like, when I go to a game, I'm going to savor it. But but also, I'd like to think that, like, if we were both at the game, we would end up finding each other and hanging out and just kind of, like, sure. commiserating. <laughs> I mean, I've been to a lot of bad ones in the last few mm. years. And it's just, you know, there's only so many in the season and they cost a lot and right so it's just what you do but you know i so i don't feel like 
there's a lot to talk about. I feel like we saw uh, or read or, you know, tracked what happened. And I mean, there's some high level takeaways that you have from this game. I feel like mine are like, uh, this is, we are a, a, a team that's being flipped and whatever confidence we had from beating two lower level teams and having some good success stopping the run was probably a little overinflated, but, you know, not totally worthless. Like, those thoughts, there's some merit to those abilities, but they're inflated. And uh, But also, this is a really good team that we played, and if this was Ohio State, I'm confident they would have scored. We would have been on worst um, loss in school history watch, as we had been a few times recently. Mm -hmm. So... Um, you know, you just got to take it for what it is and not dwell on it. And then let's talk about Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do, I do want to bring up a couple of plays that I'm sure are on some people's minds. Um, I think the biggest one was we went for it on fourth and one pretty early in the game. Um, and I don't think anybody necessarily disagrees with the decision to go for it. And, and I respect it because... You know, I think Rule was even saying, hey, we're, we're playing to win. And um, even, you know, talking to some of my family members, they were like, oh, they should have just taken the points. I was like, we're playing the number two team, possibly the number one team in the nation after you saw how Georgia did yesterday. Mm. Um, so we're, we're possibly playing the best team in the country. You're not going to beat Michigan by kicking field goals, you know, like – we are more or less fated to lose this game. Let's at least give it the very best effort that we possibly can to try and win. Like, I appreciate that that's kind of a winning attitude. Like, hey, we got to score a touchdown if we want to have a chance in this thing, you know? Um, I think what most people are upset about, though, is why are you snapping it uh, in the shotgun formation on fourth and one instead of sneaking it. I actually did watch the whole press conference and he said, first of all, nobody's had success running on Michigan in fourth and one. So they're just trying different things. And also he said that, uh, Harbor panicked a little bit and, and went up and tried to go over when, if he would have just settled down and put his head down, he thinks he could have got it. Oh, really? Okay. So that was, that's the story. That's the response to that question. So our coach threw our quarterback under the bus is what you're saying. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. That's okay. Um, so there's that. And then, honestly, the only other thing that really – well, obviously, what, what was it? The Fleeks touchdown, that's that's the one highlight of the entire game. Um, what was it, like a 72, 75-yard touchdown, something uh, like that? Yeah, I've got it somewhere here. 74. 74. 74. Okay. Yeah. So that was fun. I was happy, happy about that. Um, and I, actually, even earlier in the game, there were a couple of really long runs that we had, but then it just like petered out real quick. Um, but other than those two key plays, I think the other thing that people are starting to get uncomfortable with is that I think since making that first field goal, our uh, kicker has yeah. not completed a field goal. In like what two or three games yeah. now? Yeah, what's um, going on, dude? He's a young kid, um, so yeah, that's not gr that's not great. Yeah, I tweeted an image of like Bugs Bunny or someone getting the hook on stage. Like, let's uh, <laughs> one for four, 
Not going to cut it. Try out some soccer players kind of thing. Yeah, it was not the difference between winning and losing, certainly. But, but it could be. It's not helping us. At some point, it could be. I think it was the difference uh, against Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we uh, we we need more consistency there. And <laughs> like, I mean, you don't want to dog on any one player, but it's also kind of like, dude, this is all you have to do. <laughs> hey, I'm so glad that you brought up special teams. Oh yeah, yeah, we had some inside baseball to talk about. We got the scoop on long snappers. Is it weird to say inside baseball when you're talking about a different sport? No, I don't think so. Okay. Um, we did hear from our, uh, our long snapping source who was able to share that Marco Ortiz is a grad transfer starter in his sixth year, played five years while well, he spent five years at Florida, but he actually, it sounds like he was hurt, um, for a full season. And then he's got his sixth year due, due to COVID. So, oh my gosh, if, if things continue to go well, I th- in theory, he could, he could lock down long snapping this year, next year. He may have, um. He may have graduated like four years ago then, huh? <laughs> He's on his second master's, maybe. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and then the uh, backup is a kid from Michigan. That's so crazy to think that there are players right now who started during that COVID year. So crazy to think that there's players that are older than me. <laughs> Just Are there? <laughs> no. I was going to say... I mean, like, I don't know how eligibility works. I remember back in the day just being shocked that there was a... Wasn't there, like, a quarterback for Oklahoma State who was, like, 28 at one point? Which, that oh, seemed, like, yeah. ancient Chris to Winkie, me. Oh, yeah, Chris Winkie, was it him? Yeah. <laughs> because he played minor league baseball for a while. But then, then didn't we... Back. I mean, on our own team, we had a guy who was a little bit older a few years ago because he was in the military, right? Oh, yeah. That's right. So it happens. Yeah. So anyway... It's just funny because, like, you think of... You know, 18, 19 year old kids getting recruited to, to play. And <laughs> then you sometimes you have players who, all, you know, after the game, you see them walking off with their wife and two kids. <laughs> yeah. Like, whoa. Yeah. So real life. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's the skinny on the long snapper situation. They seem, seem solid. Uh, punting has been a little inconsistent. Field goals have not been good. Um, kickoffs have been more inconsistent. Um, the return games average. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah, it definitely seems like we were more excited about special teams the first couple of games, and it really has just kind of like tempered out the last yeah. last month. <laughs> Over the last month, we're like just kind of like, yeah. I wonder what those SP plus numbers actually are. That's but, a good question. Yeah. <laughs> You'll never know. Do you so, want should we talk about Illinois? Is there anything else you want to say about Michigan? I mean, let's you know let's not yeah. freak out. I'm with you. And and I, there there are a couple things just kind of big picture I want to talk about with, with Michigan. Um I saw, you know, obviously Husker Twitter gets toxic in these situations. But there was somebody who was like, Is this rock bottom? And first off, that question's been asked for the last decade. Um Second off, I, I retweeted somebody asking that question with, with my take on it, which which is, no, this is not rock bottom. We've been at rock bottom for a while. This is us desperately trying to claw our way up from rock bottom. And this is the moment in the season where we realize, oh, 
this is going to take a lot longer and be a lot harder yeah. than any of us wanted to believe during the off season. Because during the off season, there's so much hope, there's so much optimism, but then something like this happens and uh, not to be like, you find out who the true fans are, but like there's a little bit of like, people who have been paying attention should not be surprised about where we are as a team, right? And yeah. there are a lot of people who are being unfair to rule, in my opinion, um, because like you've had people who basically have like turned the Nebraska program, the football program, into a giant flaming bag of poop and stomped <laughs> on it and handed it to him and and then rules holding this this paper sack that's all smeared and and it's still flaming and he's oh going that's his graphic he's trying to blow it out and there's people standing on the sidelines being like look at this guy he's not blowing it out fast enough <laughs> it's like just just give the guy a second and then like even people are like, oh yeah that's what people said when frost got routed and it's like yeah but you know what every single time we lost under frost. The press conference was him looking like a deer in the headlights being like, yeah, I don't know. Well, uh, they came out in a defensive front uh, that we didn't expect and had to throw out half of our plays. I just, uh, uh, I know you guys are paying me millions of dollars to have answers, but I don't have any today. <laughs> Sorry. Have I totally, I've totally turned on the frost, uh, Oh man, compare the way I'm talking about him right now to even two years ago. But when he was the savior. Yep. So anyway, yeah, that's just kind of my two cents is like, yep, this is where we are. Uh no, let's not compare it to Frost or even Riley. Um and uh I'm also a little bit hesitant to like I, I don't want to also be one of those people who are like, well, this is going according to script with rule the way he did it at the last two schools he was at. It means we're going to be 11 and one next year or something like that. Like, let's be realistic about it. We might we might be struggling next year, too. It might take a few years. Um, but at this point, w what else are we supposed to do? We just got to, like, I give this guy a shorter lease than Frost. But we gotta give give him a few years. Come on, you know. Well, I, I, as we've talked about in the past, he he just has a vision and a way that he responds in difficult circumstances that are is consistent with how he's always done things. And right. he, uh, this is a teaching moment, and they've been through this before. And he is trying to teach these guys that losing sucks. And so uh, he's like, I hope they're I hope they're pissed. I hope this is hard. It, yeah, there's probably been some numbness to uh, to losing from some of the guys that have been here the last number of years and some of the guys who've been podcasting for the last number of years. So <laughs> right. um, it's got to it's got to hurt. You got to care. And that's hard and not fun. Yep. But yeah, I, I would agree. I think that so far still what I'm seeing from rule, I don't see any reason to sound an alarm. Um I, I think the guy, um, like I said before, it, maybe the guy's just really good PR. But at the same time, he does have a track record, which for me means he's earned the opportunity to 
do that here too. Yeah. So Agreed. yeah. Anyway, on to Illinois. Let's um, let's let's talk about Illinois for a minute. A team that uh you know, maybe the a, time a little forgot. bit more <laughs> I don't well, well there's that, but there's also like the reality that's like, okay, this team's probably a little bit more on our playing field. <laughs> yeah, like so yeah, we are definitely not trying to win the Big Ten. But the Big Ten West is something that uh could still be in our sights. Yeah, we got to get... get that Michigan rematch. Yeah, right. No. I mean, it, it really probably shouldn't even be... I shouldn't even be saying, let's be thinking about the West. But the reality is the West is not awesome. And and that's that's where we're competing this year. So yeah. um, this is a great chance. And personally, I think when I think of Illinois, I think back to vi- visiting there two years ago for the first game of the season when it was brutally hot and the team um, performed so poorly in all the ways that Scott had told us he was fixing. And uh, that was kind of the beginning of the end, I think, for him. So um, now here's the beginning of the beginning for for Coach Rule. And uh, Coach Rule made a big uh, emphasis of saying, you're going to, we're going to find out a lot about this team on Friday. You know, this, I don't think he was saying that we didn't expect to win the Michigan game, but, um, you know, it was a great opponent and we were unable to be successful against them. And now we've got another team. And if this another game and it's one fewer days to prepare and we're going to learn a lot Mm -hmm. right here, right now. So Illinois is also like us two and three and their wins like us are against lower division teams, lower level teams. They beat Toledo in their first game 30 to 28. Then they lost to Kansas at Kansas 34 to 23, which I don't think is actually that bad of a loss. No. And then they lost to number 7 Penn State 30 to 13, which as good as Penn State has looked, that's also, you know, it's not 47 or 45 to 7. Um and then they beat FAU at Florida Atlantic University 23-17, which that's the first one where it's like, well that's you probably want to beat them by more than that. And then they went to Purdue this last week, and they got beat uh, 44 to 19. So maybe things starting to unravel a little bit for them. Hopefully, <laughs> let's see. Got some statistics here. Let's keep on that thread. <laughs> they are 60th in the country in passing yards, 80th in the country in rushing yards, and they are tied for 106th in points scored, and they're 103rd in points against now i need to go look up those same stats for nebraska to see how we stack up i would guess that our passing is low our rushing is high and what do you think yeah i'm i'm uh, on the espn page for our matchup and uh yeah we've uh so far in the season we're beating them out on rushing and they have about 100 yards more passing than us, so there you go. Yards allowed. They've they've allowed way more yards than we have, so hopefully that means that we can move the ball against them a little bit better than Michigan. I feel like I've talked a lot about Lovey Smith doing a bad job. I think he did have some pretty talented guys. He just wasn't even bothering with uh, recruiting freshmen and developing them. Hmm. And so, this is, is this year three for Bielema? Or two? I, th- I think it's three. I could be wrong. So, we are 127th in passing yards, 
but we're 15th in rush yards. <laughs> points for 18.8, tied for 122nd. And points against 23.8, we're tied for 58th. So, you know, it's good in some ways, bad in some others. I just looked, you know, Bielema did start at uh, Illinois in 2021. So, yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, I think we got a good shot. We are both coming off of tough games. I feel like we got crushed, whereas maybe they got beat badly if there's a distinction <laughs> to be made. We we were maimed and they were shellacked. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing Michigan was a more physical team, so with one less day to recover, maybe that's... Something to be worried about. Well, I just they, they I, have one less day to recover too. That's the thing. It's a short week for both teams. So, well, hopefully, um, hopefully we uh, pound it and and run away with a ten point win. So let me ask you this, Justin: um, If you had to guess what the percentage is in terms of on ESPN's uh, matchup predictor, yeah. What would you say the uh, the percentage is in, in terms of Nebraska possibly winning this? Oh, I feel like we are going to be favored, and so you're looking for like a 50-50 or 60-40 type thing. So well, you're, right? you're Yeah, you're correct with the 60-40, but they actually are giving Illinois the edge, which is surprising oh, really? to me. Yeah, huh. yeah it's 38.9 for us, 61.1 for them, which... I see that, and I'm a, I'm a little bit surprised just because, like you were saying, like our records are very similar. We haven't been able to do any. I mean, I guess maybe it's just, um, again, though, this is Sunday night that we're recording this, so who knows if this has yesterday's games factor it in to that percentage. I, I wonder if maybe we should check it out, check it out later I, in the I, week and let folks know. I bet it is. I think these you think things so? get up to date pretty quick. Yeah, they're favored by three and a half, and it's a forty-four point five over under. So what's that? That's like a twenty to twenty-one to twenty-four type game. Yeah, right, right. Which that that sounds like it could be a possibility. Man, I just hope it's. I mean, like if we win, I hope it's not close. I don't want to be stressed out on Friday night. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I hope yeah. we get out ahead and stay ahead. I don't want to see a back and forth with Illinois. Gosh, man, like it's so funny how you and I come from the old guard. And so when we see Illinois, when we see Purdue, when we see Maryland on the schedule, like for us, like it's almost like we don't even want to think about Illinois being competitive with us. But I mean, look at how much we struggled with this team but since joining the Big Ten. Yeah. yeah. It's like, like I was saying, we're coping with the reality that like it's going to be hard for this team to to get where we need them to go, and it's not going to be overnight. Like, well, we're <laughs> we're a decade into this experiment, and it's like, oh shoot, I still don't think you know. Maybe there is something to the people saying, oh, you guys are living in the '90s a little bit, like. I'm still fighting that impulse to write off teams that we shouldn't write off, you know? Mm-hmm. So, Illinois, well, you have our respect. Um, it took us a while, but you have our respect. We will not count you out on Friday. That's for sure. But we will hope for a close, and we will hope I mean, for a close win. Not but. Yeah, no, I'm going to hope for, like, we 
destroy them, but yeah. <laughs> well, well, naturally. Or, yeah, so hope for a blowout. Count on a close win. That would be nice. All right. I don't really want to talk about football anymore. Yeah, man. Um, you know, we, I think we did a good job, though, today. Like, we've we've come yeah. into good episodes job, before being like, let's talk about anything but. I mean, I, it was even a couple episodes ago I was like, read any good books lately, Justin? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. You excited for the finale of Ahsoka? Oh, sure. Yeah, there's only eight episodes, huh? Yeah, next week's the last one. Yeah, and then after the game, Friday night, uh, early morning with Market to Market. Oh, wow. The, you're doing that this weekend, huh? Yeah. Oof. I got a long weekend, too, but uh, for other things, I'm I'm playing my band. Or actually, no, not my band. I'm playing with my band's guitarist at Vala's on Saturday, and then oh, on Sunday... This- Mm-hmm. How did the costumes go over? Didn't you play already? Uh, no, the the full band plays on Friday the thirteenth, which is going to be that's going to be a party, man. <laughs> Playing at a pumpkin lit. patch on Friday the thirteenth. It could be wild. Yeah. Well, apparently well, so they're doing some like a, they're doing like a witch's night out theme or something like that. But oh no! But we we're dressing up as the Ninja Turtles, so that's going to be great. Fantastic. So, I mean, we're not going like too overboard with it. We're just getting like shirts that look like the turtles, and then we're gonna wear uh, colored headbands because we can't wear masks because most of the band wears glasses. <laughs> <laughs> and I figure, yeah. you know, it'll it'll be functional if it's anything like what it was this weekend. We might need those sweatbands. That's so, true. Um, well, I hope that goes well. I think mm-hmm. we're gonna go to the pumpkin patch. The day after market to market, actually. Oh wow! Whew. Got a long Should weekend. Be, yeah, a long weekend ahead. Anyway, and then I guess at some point Sunday night we'll have to record. Yep, it'll be good. Looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to discussing another Husker win. Go big red, Mike. Go big red. <laughs>